Hey folks, welcome to another episode of The Electables. Uh, this is Doug Thornell, and as always, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Adrian Elrod. Adrian, how you doing? I'm great, still in Arkansas. And I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I'm assuming it's going to be a while. Yeah. The whole Easter prediction by the president didn't really materialize. Um, No, it did not. What what a mess. What a mess. But listen, we could talk about that all day. I'm really excited to welcome our guest that we have on the podcast this this morning, rather. Don Hugglebridge. Don is the executive director for the Paid Leave for All campaign. And Doug, we were just talking about this with Don right before the podcast started. This is such a timely conversation, given the fact that the paid leave movement has really been ignited, I think, by COVID-19. You know, people who might not have been engaged in this issue before are realizing that we, you know, don't have paid leave for all. We don't have a policy that requires and mandates um, that people be paid for three months of leave and were um, to take care of a family member or to take care of themselves. Um, and of course, with the COVID-19 crisis, the pandemic that we're facing, more and more people are realizing that this is an issue that's affecting everybody. Um, Don is running this campaign effort. It's a coalition of a number of organizations, or rather, I should say a number of organizations are involved. Um, the Center for American Progress is a partner. Um, the uh, National Partnership for Women and Families is a partner. But I'm going to let Don talk a little bit more about this. So, Don, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me and, and for making time for this in this very chaotic, um, scary time. So, yes, we have been talking about the case, um, the case for paid leave, the need for paid leave as being universal for a long time, um, but did not imagine, obviously, that there was a global pandemic just around the corner to put that into such dramatic terms. Uh, so, but we, we think this is really magnifying that the need for paid leave, the need for strong paid leave policies in place year round. As you said, we're all in these, these difficult and wild circumstances, myself included. We're home with kids. We're home taking care of family members. Um, and hundreds of thousands now have been diagnosed with a deadly virus. So we can't just have everyone losing their jobs and their benefits. We can't have everybody on unemployment. I do believe paid leave might be the difference of whether we sink or float because it is both a public health issue and it's an economic issue. And as you said, Adrian, you know, the public is taking notice. This is something folks have always been supportive of, but I think now they really are getting in, in real time how universal this is and how urgent this is. You just heard Google searches for paid leave are up something like 400%. Um, so, so yeah, we are fighting. We're fighting to include it um, in any relief packages. We want to include more people, protect more families and, and the packages that come. And we're fighting for this to be made permanent because any one of us we now know can be one diagnosis away from a crisis. And that's true any time of year. And, and Don, can you, on that note, can you sort of lay the landscape, give us a sense of where the U.S. stands right now in terms of paid leave policies, paid sick leave, time off after having a baby, leave to take, mm-hmm. take care of a loved one in comparison to other development countries? Like, give us a landscape, give us a landscape of where things are right now on this issue. Yeah, happy to. And just an important distinction, because I think this has been, um, and you just kind of mentioned it, there's a lot of confusion about what paid leave means. It's often just assumed to be maternity leave or parental leave, or there's confusion about paid sick days and paid leave. Um, And so just quickly, you know, the, the policy that we are supporting at Paid Leave for All is a comprehensive paid family and medical leave policy. 
So it is whether you have a new kid or adopt a new child or you need to be with a dying parent or you need to just be taking care of someone in your family or you're sick yourself. So we are supportive of, of that as a, as a comprehensive policy. And I should say that um, the U.S. Is, is one of the only countries in the world that doesn't guarantee any kind of paid leave. It's, I think, us in Papua New Guinea. And right now, or I should say before the <laughs> pandemic. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And only 19% of U.S. workers have access to paid family leave through an employer. Um, before this pandemic hit, over 32 million workers did not have access to a single paid sick day. And, and that was already a public health problem. Um, and, and so right now we're making the case that we need paid sick days, which are exactly what they sound like, days when you need to go get a test, um, when you need to go get a diagnosis, when you need to take care of a child for a day. Um, but then we also need paid leave, which is for longer term uh, needs and illnesses. So if, if you have, you know, God forbid, if you're diagnosed with COVID, you, don't, you need more than a couple of days to get over that. And if schools are closed for months, we're going to need to accommodate. So this was already a whole, sorry, I was going to say, this was already a whole other system. This was a failure before the pandemic hit. And Dawn, uh, just w for our listeners, the difference between what you're advocating for and what is the Family Medical Leave Act is what exactly? Because I think there's some confusion there among some people. Sure. So I think people, because we do have, we're, we're, I'm glad that we have um, FMLA, uh, which only guarantees unpaid leave. Um, I right. should say I'm glad we have something, but uh, it does not guarantee <laughs> a paycheck. And it actually it just guarantees you, know, you won't so be many, fired. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, but there's so many there's so many workers that are not covered by that. Um, so so we're saying we need to go beyond that. Um, we need to ensure that people are paid. We want to ensure that they have a job to go back to. That's our hope. Um, we want to be sure that, that that paycheck is something they can actually live on. Um, and we want this to to not leave anyone behind. We want it to be inclusive. Gotcha. Um, and. I'm just curious. This was an issue that came up in the Democratic primary. A number of candidates put forward plans. Um, I'm not asking you to tell who you endorse, you know, the, like which one you endorse, but were there ones that stood out among the others and should be models that the Democratic Party should embrace as part of our platform? Well, so I'll say it, it, it paid leave for all. We talk a lot about the Family Act. And um, right now, in the middle of the crisis, we're talking about something called the Paid Leave Act which will provide um, paid sick days on a, we'd like it to be permanent, and it will provide um, 12 weeks of, of paid leave. And I think we're hearing, um, you know, Biden has supported 12 weeks. Trump has talked a lot about paid leave, and I think it's important to note that there are different proposals out there and the details really matter. Um, and things that are often called paid leave are actually neither paid nor leave. Um, so I'm happy to, to talk more about that. But yeah, I think it's something that, candidates have been talking about, but they better be talking about it now. And that's true up and down the tickets. Oh, sorry. I was on mute. So Don, Don <laughs> this week, um, you know, I know that obviously you guys, the paid leave for all campaign is um, sort of straddling, straddling the line of, of partisanship and not trying to be overly partisan in this. But I think it's worth given the events that happened this week to sort of touch upon um, some of the 2020 events um, you know, noting that, that Bernie Sanders endorsed Joe Biden this week uh, for the presidency. Um, Joe is thanking Bernie for his attention to paid leave. Um, Donald Trump, through his daughter Ivanka's work, 
has also put a spotlight on paid leave. Um, I just want to basically, you know, sort of, you know, taking a little bit further on what Doug asked about the platform. Like, how do you see paid leave playing into the 2020 presidential election with these two candidates? I mean, again, you're looking at somebody like Donald Trump, who, um, you know, especially through Ivanka, has said, we're going to get this Mm -hmm. done. And Ivanka said Mm -hmm. it's a priority, but yet we are three and a half years into his presidency and nothing has happened. How do you see this playing out? Do you see this because of COVID-19, mm-hmm. because families are realizing, you know, it is so hard to make ends meet without a, a, a national paid leave policy, and they're realizing it, many of them, firsthand for the first time. How do you see this playing into 2020 politics? I mean, I, I see it playing in, and we're going to ensure that it continues playing in. You know, as I mentioned, there's a shock at the number of Google searches that have gone up on paid leave more than a lot of the other big policies that folks are talking about right now in terms of economic recovery and public health. Um, and it's also important to say that public support has always been high for this. A supermajority of voters support comprehensive paid family and medical leave, um, over 80%. And that's been pretty consistent, that, that support. Um, but I think now in the, what this pandemic has done has really shown us the urgency of it, that, that we can't wait, that we need this now. We needed it yesterday. We needed it months ago. So I think, um, I think we're going to see it continue to be a part of the, the election, part of the debate. Um, I, I will work day and night to make sure that it is, uh, because I think there is a real difference. You know, I will say in, without making any kind of endorsement or a partisan comment that, that Biden has talked about it from a point of real experience and he has been a caregiver. He's taken care of parents and young children on his own and, and a dying son. Um, and I will say that, that what Trump has talked about, the bill that he's backed, again, is not really paid and it's not leave. It's actually borrowing from child tax credits. And that is certainly not a sustainable solution now. It wasn't then. Um, a lot of the proposals that have been put forward by Republicans are borrowing from other benefits. And we say it's, it's kind of like robbing Peter to pay for Paul or Paulette. Um, and it would do nothing for people facing medical emergencies. You know, we don't just need a tax credit for new parents. We need something that's sustainable and guarantees time to be there for the people that you love. Um, so I think this is, I think this is at the center of the debate now, and I hope it continues to be. And again, yeah, I hope, I hope candidates and electeds up and down the ticket are taking notice. Hey, Dawn, what's happening at the state level? Uh, you're, you're talking a lot about fe- the federal piece, which is deep, very, very important. But I'm, I'm just curious, at the state level, do different states have different policies on paid They leave? do. They do. Um, and a lot of the folks in, in our campaign and across the coalition have been really involved in those fights for years. Uh, we have eight states in the District of Columbia who have passed or in the process of, of implementing um, paid leave laws, and I think they've continued to kind of evolve and improve and grow, and we've learned a lot from them, actually a lot of evidence. Uh, I just want to pause and say it's really important to say that the evidence has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, you know, some people make these uh, gross claims of abuse. There's no evidence of that at all. Um, we've only seen, you know, really strong results in terms of profitability and productivity and employee performance and just happiness. Um, so it's been good for bottom lines. It's been good for, for health outcomes. It's been good for families across the board. Uh, and what a lot of small businesses really want it because it's for them, it helps them be more competitive. It, it really helps. It's, it's a, it's a boom. Um, so yes, there are states that have passed paid leave policies. Um, but our position is that we support that. We'd love to see that grow, but we really need a comprehensive federal policy so that it, you know, you have that guarantee no matter where you live, no matter where you work. Because you right. shouldn't have to, you know, we have to say you shouldn't have to, you know, win the boss lottery. You shouldn't have to live in the right zip code 
to have access to something that the rest of the world has already caught on to. Yeah, and down on that note, it really is crazy to think about the fact that nothing, you know, we have not really passed as a country a monumental um, paid leave policy since the 1994 um, law that President Clinton signed into law that, that guaranteed three months of unpaid leave um, to deal with a family member, a sick family member, or another issue that, um, you know, that, that, that fell under that umbrella, but it is kind of absurd that we haven't passed anything since then. Um, I want to talk to you, Don, about something that really bothers me. <laughs> I'm sure it probably <laughs> bothers you, and Doug, I certainly hope it bothers you as well, even though you're a guy. <laughs> Um, you know, I, what bothers me so much about this issue is that part of the problem here is that this has been seen as a women's issue for a long time. People kind of categorize mm-hmm. like paid family leave. They put it in the bucket of like women's issues. This is a woman's economic issue. When in yeah. reality, this is a family issue. This is an issue that affects all of us, all of our families. Can you sort of talk about that misperception and why you think so many people have seen that so far. And do you see that changing, especially now with COVID-19? Yeah, I, I do think that's the case. Um, you know, I have some background in, in what some people like to call women's issues. Um, and I think that those issues, which are actually economic issues, people issues, labor issues, um, have have often been sidelined and not considered, you know, maybe seen as nice, but not seen as urgent or mainstream or important. That's never been the case, and my hope is that right now, you know, we're seeing that in real time, that all of us in our lives at some point are going to need to give or receive care. All of us will get sick. All of us will need help. Um, we all have families of some sort. You know, this any one of us, as I said, could be a, a diagnosis away from a catastrophe. So I, my hope is that that is shifting. That's what we're trying to do right now is really come out strong with an education and a communications campaign and to help people understand that this is this is about all of us and this is about survival and being there for the people that we love and care for. Um, and that this, again, this is whether we, whether we survive, sink or float. It's about how we evolve out of this crisis. My hope is the next relief packages that come cover many more people and families with paid leave. Um, but I hope that we can put something into place that's also permanent, not just limited to this kind of public health emergency. Um, because I think if we want to build back better, paid leave is, has to be a part of that infrastructure going forward. And Dawn, um, for our listeners, how can they get involved in this effort if they want to be on the front lines of making this uh, a reality in this country? Um, what are some of the things that they can do? Maybe tell us uh, where can they get engaged? Um, what's the best way for their voice to be heard? So, I mean, number one is make sure your voice is heard by calling, writing, tweeting at your member of Congress, um, asking to make sure that the Paid Leave Act is included in the next stimulus bill that Congress passes. It should be included in any package that's being considered. Um, and, and to say that you want this permanent, that you this is a right, uh, a benefit that we've earned and we deserve and we need to survive. And I would also just say, please do follow us. You know, stay engaged in this issue. Our website is paidleaveforall.org. You can find us on Twitter and all of the places, and we hope you'll follow us. We're going to be putting out a lot of actions in the coming weeks and days. Um, we'll be launching a big story collection campaign. Um, there are going to be easy ways that you can reach out to your, your member of Congress uh, or your senator, and um, we want to try to, to make it as easy as possible for folks to get, to get involved. But please keep following this issue. Keep caring about it because it impacts you directly, and it impacts your family. 
And Don, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is not something that um, is just beholden to Washington policymakers. If we're going to actually enact change and this is really going to happen, then everybody has to get involved. And especially right now when people are, are sitting at home and quarantined, <laughs> hopefully they mm-hmm. can use this time effectively um, to get involved in the campaign and to use their voices um, on behalf of all working families and all people who are looking to um to make paid leave a reality. So, Don, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Stay safe, stay, stay healthy. Thanks, Don. For my partner in crime, Adrian Elrod, this is Doug Thornell, and this has been The Electables. We'll catch you next time. Please save, please stay safe and healthy. <laughs>